Hello and welcome to another episode of A Little Ray of Sunshine, inspirational stories from everyday people. I will be visiting with Samantha Gregston, so I'm going to go ahead and get her on the phone. Hello? How are you, Samantha? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So when was it that you graduated? Because I feel like it's been a year already. Has it been? Uh, December of last year. Holy cow. So what are you doing with your life now? I am in grad school through Boise, the Advanced Standing Program, and I will graduate in December of this year with my master's. Master's degree in social work. Can you believe it? I cannot. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think you're going to do with that degree? I currently work at an adoption agency part of the time and a doctor's office the other part of the time. But when I graduate, I think I'm going to go strictly to just adoption. Oh, really? What is it about adoption that drew you to that? I've always wanted to do something with kids. And while I was on my mission, I worked with some kids that were being adopted that were in foster care. And that's kind of where social work was mentioned to me. And I kind of was drawn to it a little bit. Um, and so now it just feels like that's where I'm being pulled right now. So, so as you know, our mutual friend, Julia, she got a hold of me and said, you really need to call and talk to Samantha because she's so great. And of course I knew that anyway, but so what is it about you that you feel like, I mean, everybody has a story, right, Samantha? Mm-hmm. What's your story and where would you begin? <laughs> My story is kind of long, and there's several parts to it, mm-hmm. so I don't know what part she wants me to share, but... <laughs> well, you know me, because when I, was, when I was teaching you up on campus, I think I have that reputation of being the teacher that pulls things out of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can share whatever um, you'd like. Okay. I guess what I've just been talking to her a little bit about is just kind of like my life growing up. My mom had me when she was a teenager, and she really taught me a lot about hard work and just doing everything you can and fighting for what you want to have. And so I grew up with her experience, um, with her as an example. And growing up, I have gone to church. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I've gone to church by myself since I was about six years old. And my mom has never told me no. She's always said, if you want to go to church, go to church. If you don't, don't. Kind of whatever you want to do. And so I guess I kind of just grew up going to church by myself. And that's kind of like where I found the people that I'm really closest to. Because I really didn't have like the easiest childhood, I guess. Um, There's just like lots of moving around. Just lots of different, lots of different things that happened when I was younger. I'm like not really super close with my mom and I'm still kind of not. And so I was just like, I just really felt alone. And I mean, I guess that's kind of continued into where I'm at right now is just kind of feeling like I don't fit in, don't have a place, don't know, really know where I'm going, kind of things like that. And so like, I really didn't do really anything with my family. I was kind of like staying in my room, read books, school was my passions. My mom would <laughs> laugh at me because I would make up my own math homework because I loved school so much. Really? Yeah, so I just sit in my room and read books and do my math homework that I made up and, and things like that. And so I kind of just grew up kind of alone and really didn't know where to go. And just the people in my life, I didn't really feel the closest to any of my family and feel like I could talk to any of them. And so it kind of still is that way. And my 
family didn't go to church with me. And so I would show up to church every week by myself. And that's where I've kind of met my adopted family, I guess, is everyone kind of took me in under their wing and showed me that someone cared about me and loved me and kind of helped me fuel my testimony of God, I guess, Mm -hmm. and kind of learn how to rely on Him for everything. And I don't really know a whole lot. Everyone always asks me, how are you where you are right now? Yeah, in fact, I I probably would have just asked you that in about two (laughs) seconds. (laughs) (laughs) And the answer really is always, God has gotten me through it all. When I was about six or seven, my mom's first husband had a son that was about two years older than me. We grew up together since he was two when I was a baby. Mm-hmm. He started to sexually abuse me for a couple years, and I had never told anyone about that until actually two weeks before my senior year of high school started. I just really felt like I needed to talk about it because it had been eaten me up inside. And I just, I think that was always why I was quiet and shy was just because I was scared that that would come out and people would judge me for it. Hmm. And so I didn't tell anyone. And then all of a sudden I just kind of just felt like you need to talk about it. You need to talk about it. You don't need to talk about it. And it's like, I really don't want to, (laughs) (laughs) but I talked about it. And then I just got like this, you know, you need to talk about these things because you're going to go on a mission and you're going to, you're going to need to have that off your chest so that you can help people. And so I was like, I'm not going to go on a mission. (laughs) (laughs) But God was like, yes, you are. And so, I don't know, I've just really relied on Him to help me through all of those experiences. And I really think that's the only reason why I've gotten through some of the things I've gone through is because of Him. Oh, I'm sure. Um, There's no other explanation. Well, you know, if you think about the hard things that you've had to go through, life is made up of some pretty hard things, right? And mm-hmm. it's not a matter of whether life is going to be hard or not, because that's a, that's a given. It's a matter of how we choose to accept it and deal with it. And it sounds like you kind of took some bad things and turned it around to benefit you. Would that be a safe assumption? Yeah, for sure. But I just wonder, you know, what, what do you think your life would be like now without that? I have... Like I said, I'm really the only active member in my immediate family. I live with my grandma, and she's a strong member of the church. And, you know, she's gone through so many things in her life. And maybe her testimony's wavered here and there, but, like, I've never have seen her testimony waver, even though she's gone through so many things. So she's really my rock. But I've seen the other people in my family, and I feel like, yeah, they're happy, but I don't know if I would want to live without the gospel, I guess. It provides the joy that I have in my life, and it gives me hope for things. And when things are going wrong in some people's lives that I know, I can just tell the difference. Then that I feel like that's how my life would be like. I wouldn't have the hope that I have or the goals that I have or, you know, not saying that they have, like, things that are different, obviously, but we bring them joy. But I don't know if I'd want to turn to some of those things. Right, that, to bring that, me makes sense. that makes sense. It does. It really does. So who are some of your heroes in your life that have shaped you? Um, I have this amazing young women's leader that I met when I was almost 14. My ward had split and I was super sad about it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to go to church. Like, it's fine. But we went. I went that first Sunday and just everyone was so welcoming. And I had met her and 
she's actually been a young women's leader for a very long time in many different roles in the stake and the wards and girls camp and everything. And she has definitely been one of my biggest supporters. She has, she's actually the, one of the first few people I had told about my abuse. And she's, she's always the one that's asking Sam, how are you the way you are? Just cause like, I think I would hold so much anger and stuff and like go, you could totally go the other way and not be where you are today. But so she's always just called me like a wonder or a work of art or something. <laughs> but she, her and her family, I mean, I just, I love them so much. And um, I can talk to her about anything. And they really kind of show me what a happy family in the gospel can look like if everyone puts forth their effort. And she's just kind of one of my inspirations. And I really hope that I can make her proud. She's one of the people that I always don't want to disappoint just because she's she's such an amazing person sure what are some of the things you're doing right now to make her proud i am trying to take time for myself and not try to do everything for others which is something she always tells me i need to work on and i have several jobs right now and a lot of the time i put in about 90 to 100 hour work weeks every week between my internship hours for grad school, my homework for grad school, my three jobs that I have. And so she's always telling me, take time, take time, take time. And so I'm trying to take time, but also I'm learning to stand up for myself and put up my boundaries and state my boundaries, which I have not always been the greatest at, and I'm working on it. Oh, that's great. So if if you could think about some of the things in your life, you remember back in school we did a timeline? Remember, mm-hmm. the, remember the timeline? What events can you look back to that say, wow, these were really life-changing events that have really made me who I am today? I think there's definitely several. Like I said, um, having a single mom, a young mom, she went through a lot to make sure I had everything I need. And maybe we don't have like the strongest relationship like emotionally or we weren't able to grow that way. But she always made sure that I was safe. And as far as she knew, she never knew about the abuse that I had experienced until I had told her several years later. But other than that, she's like definitely worked hard and showed me how to work hard. And so that was probably the first one just growing up with her. She had me in high school, her junior year of high school, and finished high school, then went and got her LPN, and then went and got her RN for nursing. And she's just an extremely hard worker. Um, and then probably the abuse and then just different experiences through school with getting grades and then meeting some of the amazing ward members and then me eventually choosing to follow the promptings and serve a mission for the church and then coming home for my mission and changing my major to social work and then applying for grad school and getting in. I only applied for one, to one, and I got in. <laughs> Good. And then now I'm in grad school and working hard and trying to make myself proud of it, everyone else around me as well. That's fantastic. So unfortunately, there are a lot of stories out there of people who have suffered abuse, such as yours. What would you say to them? Because obviously you've figured it out to this whole forgiveness thing, what advice would you give to people who maybe haven't spoken up about? 
I think that definitely that, you know, we, we go through those experiences for a reason and it's not always, they're usually not good things that we experience, but it's always for a reason and it's truly how we're going to accept Christ in our life. And it's not easy to forgive always, but I blamed myself for super, like a really long time. And by me keeping it in for, I think it was like 10 to 12 years that I kept it in before I told anyone, it really damaged me emotionally. And I think within all of my relationships, I wasn't able, I'm still not able to like really know and how to interact with people all the time, I guess. And I kind of put a guard up and it's really hard for people to get into my my circle, I guess, just because I have a hard time trusting people. So I would just suggest to talk about it sooner and just know that it's not your fault and that you can either choose to let it affect you and play the victim role your whole life or you can choose to overcome it and use it to benefit and help other people in what they're going through you won't always be able to know exactly a hundred percent what someone else has gone through in that situation, but you can re- relate to know the pain and the hurt and the courage it takes to move forward and to talk about it and not let it weigh you down anymore. Oh, that's, that's great. Um, great advice, actually. You know, when you think about people who have been abused, they didn't, they didn't ask for that. And so they didn't have any control over that. But what they do have control over is how they choose to deal with it afterwards. And Mm -hmm. uh, I can't even imagine, I mean, somebody going through that. That has to be, in my mind, one of the most horrible things that anybody would ever have to go through. And so I can't can't say I understand fully. I would be doing a disservice or injustice by trying to think I do. But I think those of you who have gone through something so horrific as that, you understand it a little bit better, don't you, Sam? You understand that. Mm-hmm. And I think because of your understanding, you're probably going to be able to touch the lives of a lot of people with a message of speak up, you know, talk about it, and help them to move forward in their life. Mm-hmm. You, think that, you think that that's possible, to move forward after something like that? I think it definitely is possible because... Through Christ, everything is possible, and He'll help you heal your wounds, and He'll make you stronger through it if you let Him. And like I said, like if you, I feel like the times where I have played the oh, like that's the way I am, like kind of thing, like oh, I went through this, and so that's I'm just never gonna overcome that, and that's gonna be my behavior or my attitude about it. Those are the times where I'm not letting Christ in my life, and. Um, I'm not growing. I'm thinking further back into the hole that I don't want to be in. If I choose to overcome that and say, you know what, I went through this horrible thing, but I'm not going to let it affect me because if I let it affect me, the only person that wins is the person that did these things to me. I'm not going to let them have control over my life anymore. Um, And I think that is a really hard step to take just because I have always been shy and kind of have blamed myself for everything, I guess. And now, like, I'm a huge people pleaser. And I don't want to make anyone sad or mad or disappointed in me. And so I'm, that's what I'm working on. But I think that with Christ, I can I can overcome that and help others overcome that as well. Wow. Yeah, and that's what an example of, I guess the example I'm thinking of, is one that has taken back 
that power and the reins, so to speak, and said, I'm not, I'm not giving in anymore. You know, it's a choice. It's a choice. I don't know if you remember back in school when I shared that story about the elderly woman who had been raped. I'll, I'll refresh your memory. So she had come out of a theater. She was widowed and she was uh, accosted by two men in the parking lot and they threw her into her car and both of them raped her. And she, like I said, she was an elderly woman, and she went into counseling after that. But prior to going into counseling, she chose to make herself unattractive. She chose to wear, oh, I can't think of another word for it, and I hope this isn't an offensive word, but kind of, she was like, looked like a bag lady, if that gives you mm-hmm. kind of an impression. And yeah. in her mind, it was, the uglier I can look, then people won't want to do bad things to me. Right. Well, Mm -hmm. she got into counseling and through counseling, she was able to take back her life by and this is her words. Her words were, I decided to kick those men out of my head because I was tired of them taking up space and and now I'm kicking them out. And I thought, well, that's that's wonderful that she's able to do that. And she took back her life in such a way that she started to be the person that she always was. And um, yeah, it was it was a cool transformation to see that happen. But with you, you have decided, and I'm glad you decided early on, because you're still a young lady. This will be able to affect your life for good from here on out. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've definitely tried. I'm always, I'm definitely nowhere near per- perfect, and I still have a lot of insecurities and things that have resolved from or have come from this, and have like still don't have the strongest self confidence. And like growing up, I would always wear kind of like what you're saying with the older ladies. I would always wear like baggier clothes or just try to make myself like not look presentable, well, like presentable enough to like go to school, but not like one of like the popular girls or anything like that. Um, I, and I kind of just like hid away just because like I didn't want to be like the center of attention. Um, and so like just still I see all of these things that have come from what I went through, especially just trying to have a social life, I guess. I have never had a social life and I feel like that is part of it. And so I'm still trying to overcome the social aspect of it and try to get out there more and leave everything in the past but like every now and then you know those thoughts still come back in and and like those dreams or nightmares or whatever you want to call them or those thoughts like they always come creeping back in sometimes but I think once I like started talking about it more and like turned to Christ and asked for help to kind of forget a little bit forgive and forget a little bit like I can't forget it all but to kind of forget some of that pain that was there and to see the good during that time and um, what good has come from it, I guess, has helped me. Wow. So, Sam, how do you want to be known by other people? What is it about you that you want them to know? I was actually just talking to this um, about this with one of my bosses the other day. I had told her that I want to be recognized as someone that is confident in the things they do and they say and that they are happy and that they are someone, that I'm someone that helps everyone that I can, including myself, but that I would do anything for anyone. And to know that I am a child of God and that I 
give off the light of Christ around me and that everyone can tell that, that I always have Christ with me and that they can feel that through me as well. If even though that they're going through hard times, they can feel that someone loves them and that's Christ showing his love through me. I just want to be the person that brings light to others and not bring people down. Um, I'm definitely not perfect at that. And sometimes I am not the nicest person, but I am trying to be. But I want them to just know that I'm confident in the things I do, and I don't want anything to hold me back. And I like that you said there are days that I, you know, I'm still trying. I like that you said you're still trying, and you're still working on it, because it's a process, right? It's uh, it's mm-hmm. some, Sometimes it takes a while to change old habits and behaviors, and, and so I commend you for mm-hmm. being on that path. One of my first interviews I had several months ago was with a young lady by the name of Becca Fillmore, and she made the comment that you are enough because God made you. Isn't that a wonderful comment, that thought to have? It really is. Yeah, and if we think about that, that's really all we need to know. We are heirs to deity. We are heirs to greatness. And some days we forget that, and some days it's hard and we struggle. But on those days that we're not struggling, I think we owe it to our Heavenly Father to pass along joy and goodness to other people. How do you feel about that? I completely agree. One of my favorite things that my young women's leader always tells me is that you never, ever, ever, ever run out of second chances with God. And I try to bring that into my life as much as possible, you know, just remembering that I'm going to mess up every single day in one way or another. Um, But that doesn't define me. What defines me is how I choose to overcome those things, whether it be choose to talk to God about it or to let it bring me down even more. But just to remember that every day is is a brand new day. It's a brand new chapter in your life that you can choose to write your story however you want. And you can either do it negatively or positively. And how are you going to do it? And I think that's the same with every that I want to bring into my life with everyone else is, you know, I'm going to make mistakes. Everyone else is going to make mistakes. And if it's truly like an honest mistake and like not something that is like harmful to me, like continuously, then it's my choice to forgive them like God forgives them. Because if I don't, then it's only going to cause me pain. It's not going to hurt them if I don't forgive them. So I just need to remember that. I never run out of second chances, and neither do they. They have the same opportunity every day to make things right, just as much as I do. I guess what you're saying is it's a choice. Every day we wake up, we choose. Every day is full of choices. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you have made some pretty darn good choices. I've tried. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's kind of like this, too, Sam. When you fall down, get back up, dust yourself off, and keep going. And just keep going and going and going. And you're going to fall. You're going to fall a lot. But it's not mm-hmm. It's not how many times we fall. It's how many times we get back up and, and move forward. It's the way I look at it. I agree. If you had a message that, in kind of wrapping this up, if you had a defining message for people who will be listening to this and who may have similar struggles as you, what would you say to them, Sam? What would you say? I would say probably to... Know that it's okay to look back and experience everything, I guess, that you've gone through in a way so that you can remember it and choose to do good from it. That you don't have to just move on completely and never think about it again because the things that we go through definitely 
shape us and influence us to who we're going to be. And so those are usually the major defining moments in our lives. And if we just completely skip past it, we're missing what lesson God has for us during that experience. And so we need to take the time to live through the experience, to think about it, to process everything that has happened. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in two years or five years or 10 years. Sometimes it takes 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or even maybe the next life. Like some things are, they're going to affect us forever. And it's okay to go back to that time and say, hey, look how far I've grown. Like, look at all the things I've done since then. And I think that is truly important to just think back to the experiences because we can really see the growth that God has allowed us if we take that time. But also just to forgive and choose something every day that's going to make you happy and try to just do those things for you and no one else because in the end your happiness is what matters and is if you have Christ in your life guiding you then you're going to be happy but it's okay to have those days where you're not happy because not every day is going to be perfect if it was perfect there would be no point of this life and it, we wouldn't be able to grow and so I think to find the joy in those bad in those hard times is something that we can all grow from and just know that God's with us all the time during those experiences. You know, you really ought to write a book. You know that. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I might. <laughs> you should, uh, because I I feel like everybody has stories in their life that can help other people, and definitely tonight your message is going to impact a lot of people. Trust me, there will be people who will hear your story and how you've bounced back from adversity, from trials, and from abuse to be the young lady that you're becoming. And that's a wonderful example. So I want to thank you, Sam, uh, for being part of this podcast tonight. It's been really good to talk to you again, and I miss having you in class. I miss it too. Thank you so much for, for letting me talk to you. You bet. And you have a wonderful rest of your evening. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye, Sam. Bye. And to my listeners, remember to speak up, speak out and speak often. Bye-bye.